morning, good afternoon, I don't know what the time you're listening. Uh, it's morning time right now, so I'm going to say good morning to everybody. Um, so that song, you know, it doesn't get me super pumped for the day, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a Saturday morning, it's snowy, it's cold, so I was feeling the jazz, um, but the reason why I picked that song is called, it's because it's called Children of the 90s, and one of the things that I want to talk about today was, uh, was, you know, how to, to constructively criticize and how to get your point across to uh, some of the workforce today, which generally is a little bit younger, uh, and is generally not as receptive to criticism or, uh, you know, any kind of discipline or, or doing the, being told they're not doing the correct thing, you know, and that is, that's a problem for a lot of people. It's a problem for a lot of managers and owners, and it's something that is is very, very hard to do. Uh, but I mean, before we we really get into that, I want to first apologize. So, you know, it's been a it's been a little bit since we've recorded an episode, but um, you know, it was some of the excuses I'm going to give you were uh, it was my birthday, uh, it was my best friend's birthday. Uh, it's one of the greatest sports months and weeks of the year for us. So we spent a little time recording our sports podcast, watching hockey, watching, you know, watching some golf, watching March Madness, doing all that kind of fun stuff. Um, we got a little carried away, and I haven't been able to take the time and come back here. But also with that time, uh, I've been able to set up a, a bunch of fun interviews. So hopefully I'm going to have those um, coming out shortly, um, spanning a bunch of different in- industries from, you know, fitness to photography to um you know, merchandising and clothing and apparel to marketing, uh, you know, kind of a, a big range to, to you know, um, food and service and everything like that. So hopefully we get a nice broad range for everybody to learn from, get multiple different insights. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, and I, I'm really excited for all of them. Uh, also big news, if you haven't looked, um, our, our good friend, Madison Camp, they have announced that May 2nd is going to be the Miss USA pageant. So that's pretty rad. Uh, you know, everybody go back, listen to that episode, follow along with her. Um, it's it's going to be an awesome thing. We're, I think it's the first time ever I'm going to do a watch party for a pageant contest. But that's going to be, it's going to be a fun experience. So that's going to be good. So again, I want to talk about how we communicate with our people. And how we, how we talk and um, criticize constructively to to our employees um, and, and in some cases to our employers. Something that uh, a lot of people don't seem to understand is how to, again, how to talk up, how to manage upwards. Um, and when you're not getting something that you need, you need to be able to communicate that and talk to them so that way you can do your job effectively. There's a common misconception on how you deliver news. Um, a lot of the times when you deliver news, you think about it like, hey, let me, it's, do you want the good news first or the bad news first? Or it's, let me give you some good news. I'll give you the bad news in the middle. And I'll give you some good news to finish off. So that way you finish on a high note, right? So from an employer standpoint, when you're talking to your people, oftentimes you're giving them the sandwich of bad news where you're like, hey, you know, you're doing a great job at this, you know? John, you're amazing. Um, the way that you talk to the customers is great. Uh, everything that you do is awesome. But I'm having an issue with, you know, your personal appearance. Let's say 
you know, your, your, your uniform isn't up to standard. I need you to make your uniform up to standard, standard, tuck in your shirt, wear your tie a little tighter, you know, something like that. And then you end up finishing off with, but I think your urgency is amazing. I think your attention to detail is great when it comes to the guest. And then now they're totally going to forget when you do something like that. They, they totally forget about, you know, tucking in their shirt. Something very simple and easy to do. And they might tuck in that shirt for the that one time, but tomorrow that shirt's going to be untucked. Because all they're going to know is like, well, I do a great job. You know, I talk to the guests great. My sales are awesome. I do everything quickly and efficiently. So what if my shirt's untucked? It creates the wrong image. It, it creates the wrong perception. It's it's not that big of a deal. But oftentimes, as managers and as employers and, and owners, we decide to do it that way because it's easier on us. It makes us feel less like the bad guy. And I don't need to be their best friend. I enjoy being friendly. And I'm not a dick. But I don't need to be your best friend. I genuinely care about my people. But I'm not going to go out drinking with you on a Friday night. We're not going to go to a game. We're not going to do that stuff. And, you know, I've, I'll do, like, outings and I'll take the whole group. But it's not an individual thing. It's a, hey, we're here for work. This is, this is a thank you. But again, often we get lost in that I need to be liked because the age group that is a mass amount of our employees, you know, for some reason, as a study, we, we've made that happen. We've made you feel like you have to be liked for the people to work for you. You've made you feel like you have to be the popular one, the, the cool person, the cool parent. Or else they're not going to be receptive to anything you say. But in actuality, that's the complete opposite of what needs to happen. You don't need to be the cool boss. You don't need to be the one who is there for them. Um, you know, you don't need to be the you don't need to be the parent buying them beer on a Friday so that way they can have a party with all their high school friends. You know, that's not what you need. What you need is to have somebody who understands that hey, we're here to run a business, and I need to talk to you. And we need to get it done. And the same thing from an employee standpoint. Now, let's say that you aren't getting the tools to get your job done correctly. You can't go up to your boss and be afraid and 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 butter them up because you're like, all right, well, I can't have them be mad at me. If anything, I would much rather have my people come up to me and be like, Dom, look, I need this. I don't want them to be like, hey, do you want the good news or the bad news first? I don't want them to come up and say, they can't be timid. They can't say, hey, um, look, I think that this, what we're doing here is great. Um, the system that you put into place is awesome. I I fully support it. Um, but I do think this thing can be changed. Because, you know, that's fine. But again, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be like, well, the system's working, right? Look at our sales numbers. Look at, look at our, uh, you know customer service relation numbers. Look at all of this stuff. It's working. But if something that I do in that system is negatively affecting how they get their job done, 
I don't want them to butter me up and be like, this is perfect, uh, except for this one thing. I want them to come to me honestly and say, Dom, look, uh, this isn't working. Uh, the reason why it's not working is because it slows down my productivity. It, it makes me have to take a three extra steps that slows down everything else. And then at least with that, like I have the final say, I can look at it and be like, yeah, but look at all these other great things that it does. I'm willing to take that. And if I can explain that to them, then we move on and we, we understand each other. But trying to sugarcoat everything is just total. It, it, it gums up the works more than being honest. Being honest is the only thing that you can do to actually be efficient. But trying to step around everything isn't going to work. But at the same time, in this whole paradoxical thing that we have going on, is you also can't go and just berate your employees and be an ass because then you're not going to have anybody working for you. Here in Denver, the employee has so much power because they have the ability to go pretty much anywhere and go pick up a job the next day. There are more jobs than people right now. Um, It's a growing city. Everybody's here. There's so much opportunity. And unfortunately, most employees know that. Most employees know that, you know, if I'm good or even mediocre, I can go somewhere else, you know? And that's that's what makes it hard. It's because the, the mentality in our market is like, look, I can go next door, get the same pay, if not more, and do the same exact thing. Any day, I could just walk out here and go there. So again, we feel like we have to accommodate them and coddle them and get them ready. And that's not what they need. So one of the things... Um, that I've started doing is it's called the the velvet hammer technique so basically you're still being kind of nice but you still have to kind of bring down the law a little bit and and tell them what's up you know you can't just leave it open-ended you can't just leave a conversation on on a good note just because just because you're afraid that they're gonna they're gonna hate you they're gonna leave they're not gonna listen it's a very simple technique. It's a very uh, scientific technique where it's based on you know persuasive words. It's based on um, you know specific sayings and specific tones in your voice that that make them receptive. So the the whole point of the velvet hammer technique is um, what you're trying to do is you know kind of start off friendly. Um, and, and this is something that you kind of, you, this will help you build that relationship of, I am a friendly person and I'm a friendly, friendly boss, but I'm also the boss. You know, I have to be here to be in charge and to manage and direct. I'm not here to just be your friend. I'm not here to just be your friend. I'm here to direct. Um, so basically what we're doing here is, again, it's very specific. It's about word structure. It's about the way your tone is. It's everything like that. So you start off saying something like, Hey, uh, do you have a second? I, I I need your help with something. I need the way you say that 
the the way you come off is a little bit more vulnerable. You know, you're asking them a question. They're automatically engaged. And you're saying, hey, I need help with something. I need your help. I need you to be there for me. That is putting the onus on them. Now they feel like, oh, like, hey, I've got a little bit of responsibility instantly in two seconds. Hey, you got a second because now you're caring about them. I need your help with something. Um, it needs to have that tone where it's, I'm not here to scold you. Because a lot of the times when, when we have an issue and you go to your employee, it's negative off the bat. And they know that. They know that they're in trouble. They know that they need, they're not doing something that you find, like uh, you don't approve of them. And now everything's already racing through their mind. Everything that they're afraid of is already going. Now they're already defensive. So anything that you say, they're thinking about a defense mechanism. They are coming up with rebuttals. They're figuring it out already. But if you can approach them like, hey, look, guys, got a second, got a minute. I need your help. It changes everything. It seems so small, but it really does. And then now, once you have their attention and you're ready to go, everybody's kind of in this mindset. You've pulled them away from um, the group or, you know, you're talking to the group as a whole, whatever you're doing here. Um, This is where you address it. So you're like, hey, look, I've seen, um, and then whatever the issue is. So it's like, hey, look, John, I've seen um, every day you're coming in with your shirt untucked. It it doesn't look professional to me. And that's when like you take a second and you have it sink in. So John, look, it doesn't look like, it doesn't look very professional. Um, Your shirt's untucked. I was wondering why is this happening? What's the problem here? Because it can't continue. We can't have it like this. It just doesn't look good. So what do you think we should do? So now what you're doing is you're, again, you're taking your time. You're making them feel noticed and important just by some of the pauses that you take and just by asking them questions. You're not telling them what to do. You're searching for the answers with them. With that, with that search together, that makes them feel important again. So yeah, they know they're doing something wrong. John knows that his shirt's not tucked in and he doesn't look up to standard. But we also know now that, hey, You know, we're going to work to a solution together. We're in this together. Specifically using the word because. Because this can't happen. We can't keep doing this. That's what what pushes us. And then asking them, what are we going to do? That moves it forward again because that's putting everything, the onus back on them. We're looking, we're searching together. So now what we're doing is everything's kind of out there. And now you can talk to your employee through it. So... We go, you know, we want to come to a conclusion. We don't want to continue this. And after I asked John, like, hey, what's going on? What do you suggest we do to fix this problem? And if John's like, look, man, um, I've been waking up real late. Uh, I've just been rushing in here. um, And I just haven't had time to get ready. 
you know, it may be total BS, but at least he's come to something and he knows that I notice and now we can work on something together. So now there's an accountability set up behind that too. And the accountability is kind of on him because now he knows that, man, Dom knows that, you know, my shirt's untucked and he knows that I'm waking up late or whatever. Now we've created a, an accountability behind everything and the accountability isn't just on me circling back and checking up. It's also on that one employee. He is going to feel like he needs to be on the up and up. And he's going to notice more because I've put that pressure on him. I've We've noticed a problem together. And we've come to a solution together. We've figured it out. He was part of the decision-making process. That's what you know, kids of the 90s, uh, that's what they want. That's what we need. The problem isn't how stern you are. The problem isn't how, you know, brash you come off or, you know, being the cool one. It's not about that. What motivates and what keeps people around is honesty and making them feel included. Don't, you don't have to tell them everything, but don't hide dumb things like that from them. Be honest and make them feel included. Come to a solution together. Take the two extra seconds to talk about it. The more and more you keep behind the scenes and the more that you go and just make decisions because you're in charge, the less people are going to follow. But the more that you sit down with your people and say, look, we have an issue. This is what's happening. It can't keep going. How do you suggest we fix this problem? Because it can't happen again. And as you guys talk and figure it out, that problem will probably never happen again because they, your employees, feel like they're in control. And in that instance, in that one space and time, they are in control of that problem. You have put everything back on them, all the accountability. And that is important because now they want to succeed. Because it's a big team effort, and that's what everybody wants. Don't give somebody a shit sandwich. Don't give them the bad news and, and follow it up with good news. Deliver it, deliver it honestly, deliver it concisely, and move on and move out. All right, guys, again, uh, I'm keeping it kind of short and simple today. Um, I'm really excited for some of the other things coming up. Um, we, Like I said, we've got some great interviews um, with you know, a guy that I knew in college where he was running his own business while he was in school and killing it. Um, we've got some fitness people coming up. Uh, but taking it two different routes, which is awesome. Um, hopefully we've got an interview with uh, a husband and wife photography duo, which is great. Uh, something that I don't know if I can necessarily do. My parents have been running a business together for, you know, 15 years. Um, and it's not, it does not seem that fun to me, but some people are really good at it and it's, uh, and they are really great at their job. So maybe get some insight from that. That'd be awesome. And uh, I, I'm really pumped. Um, 
I'm real pumped to get to to kind of pick their brains and see what's happening. So um, everybody have a great week. Don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs>